0: Well, Ulysses, it's one of our favorite episodes to do, and that is Mailbag episode.
1: We go from managerial talk to center field talk. It's going to be a good one, so let's get started right now.
0: You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Race podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms, as well as X and Instagram. And email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Speaking of that, let's go in and get to these mailbag questions. This first one from Jonathan Johns, he actually has a two-part question, but we're going to save the second part of that two-part question to envelop in our next segment regarding Jose Siri. So the first part of what Jonathan has to say is this, a question surrounding Kevin Cash. When do you think that the Rays will extend Kevin Cash? I believe his contract is up after 2025 with so many players saying clubhouse culture is awesome. I would think this is a priority.
1: How much of a priority one to 10 do you think it is for the Rays front office to extend Kevin Cash?
0: Um, Nine.
1: Nine. Nine. Yes. Wow. I think that's, they want really high.
0: based on the comments that Eric Neander and others have said, saying that what he did in 2023 was the best we had ever seen him do, that he continues to grow and evolve and become an even better manager, that uh, I think that they want him to be the guy that you know, uh Figuratively unlocks the gates to the new stadium. Let me put it like this. As long as Stu Sternberg is the owner of the Rays and Eric Neander is the general manager or whatever title, the, the highest front office exec because it's not general manager, I guess. Um, yeah. Kevin Cash will be the Rays manager. Now,
1: his contract is up after 2024, but there is an option for 2025. Um,
0: is can, that a team option or a mutual option?
1: And the race restructured what was left on that deal in December of 2018, and they signed him to a basically a six year extension worth 10 million dollars that runs through 2024, but there is an option for 2025. So okay. uh, What is that option? If that 2025 option does he want to test free agency? Like, where's his head to? Like, yeah, he might like it here. Yeah. But when Craig Council just pulled up, what was it, eight mil a season or something? Eight mil
0: per year, which is just absolutely
1: bonkers. That's bonkers. I mean, you're Kevin Cash and you're looking at Craig Council making eight and you're not thinking, hmm. I mean, are the Rays not better than what the Brewers did in the National League?
0: I think there is some of that for sure, but I also think that there is some hometown discount quality and some comfortability factor with Kevin Cash, knowing who he works for and who he works with generally, and um, him being so tethered to the Tampa Bay area with family, relatives, friends, all that, that... Uh, maybe eight million per year would would uh, you know <laughs> allow him to move or leave, but I think that there could be some workability, some creativeness to to get a deal done. I just think that, um, especially with all the the transition that the Rays are going through, that they want Kevin Cash at least to somewhat see that through. And I know you've made up a really good point over the years that at some point a coach manager leaders messaging gets stale. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that everything I've heard about um, Kevin cash consistently growing and evolving is good, but where I guess the the way that the Rays do things kind of works to his favor of a message, even if it's the same message, not getting stale is because there is always constantly rostered churn and roster turnover in staff turnover as well. I mean, think about all the bench coaches and um, base coaches and coordinators and all that. I mean, it's because the guys just get other opportunities because you know, they did such a good job in a Rays uniform. Yeah. Um so I think that that kind of helps his um helps him a little bit as opposed to say he was working for a team that has, you know, crusty, rich, entitled veterans, stars that are like, okay, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm I'm gonna do my own thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really great great point with keeping the the team fresh, not only with with the players, because I mean that Madden was also the same thing. Like there were new players every right. year. Uh, experience as much was with Kevin Cash with the poaching. Rocco Beldelli gone, Ozzy, gone, and a, a bunch more gone mm-hmm. uh, in the coaching stuff. So. Uh, I, I think maybe that does help with uh, it feeling fresher than than usual. But yeah, everybody's messaging will get stale no matter, no matter what. It's just like, when is that coming now? Right. I, I agree with you. There is something about being home. There's something about knowing where to go, n- knowing that he can jog in St. Pete and n- and not anybody's going to, you know, harass him or anything like that. Like, that's a pretty cool yeah. gig, and look,
0: I think he runs shirtless around the trop, um, you <laughs> there know, in you the go. mornings or whenever he has free time. Like he he lives it up.
1: Uh, if you divide ten million by year extension that he that he signed, that would be around one point seven mil, one point six mil, one point seven mil. That's really good money for anybody that's listening to this. That's really good money, but again. Every man, every woman, every kid has a price. All of us have a price. All of us. What's Kevin Cash's price? To leave home. Mm. To leave comfortability. Is it five mil a season? Is it nine? Is it ten? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, Andrew Friedman calls, has an offer that can't be refused it uh buddy
1: know. like how much oh god i i just had it uh what the um, what harold wants during arbitration i think it was like 3.7 mil i might mm-hmm. be wrong people i'm just off right. the dome three and a half mil if the rays aren't willing to give that to harold ramirez do you think they're willing to give that to a manager?
0: Well, considering that we once did an episode where uh, people suggested that Kevin Cash was the face of the franchise, maybe so. <laughs> oh, I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Our choices wow. were
0: Brett Phillips, G-Man Choi, Kevin Cash. <laughs> face of the franchise is a freaking coach.
1: Oh, that's so bad. That's yeah. that's so bad. That can't happen, people.
0: The Tampa Bay Cashes. Yeah. The Tampa so Bay Caches, I'm so. just going to let you simmer on that for a little bit but yeah thank you um i also think we should continue to harp and acknowledge what he did with a team that lost three-fifths of its starting rotation to season ending injuries by early august and then the whole franco stuff right but the race still continued to have the major's third best record from august 1st through the end of the season
1: i think if look they want him back and i think he wants to be back but it's just a dollar price now because guys, like, if if you are well, really off your enough
0: company, payroll to to pay him, I would think,
1: right? So, uh, but but what what where's that line where he's going to be okay with saying no to eight million dollars from 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 somebody?
0: Yeah, like, wh- well, what is that and, line? Four? And the other thing too is, which market is it in? Eight million dollars in Milwaukee probably goes further. Does go further than eight million dollars in Los Angeles? or New York, or Philadelphia, or, you know, insert major city, um, you know, depending on the taxes and the way things are structured, that's a large, large component of it as well, I would think.
1: Yeah, that's so. true. So again, it's, it's like everything in life, it's about money. So we'll yeah. see, I think, I think it'd be really smart for them to to come to an agreement. But when because it's, I mean,
0: I, I, I would think before, because I don't I don't, I don't think anybody wants it hanging over their head of, okay, is Kevin cash going to leave? Is his option going to get picked up? I mean, his option would get picked up. I think, you know, whatever the parameters are with that. But I think that you probably want to do it sometime this year or the off season of this year. So it's not something that either party is having to put too, too much thought into it. I mean, you want Kevin cash just to, do his job as opposed to have to think about about
1: worrying if he's going to have a job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the point there, I guess maybe look up and see where his previous extensions and options were agreed to. Like, was it during spring training? December. Okay. Then maybe December 2024 is when we find that out.
1: If you had to put Green Skittles on him signing a deal with the race before opening day of 2024, where would you lean?
0: Where would I lean or where would I go?
1: Both, but first Both. lean.
0: Yeah, but first lean. Um, uh, how about this? I do the live read first, and then I'll answer the question. There you go. Oh, man. Too much to think about there. See, that's why I just give me the contract so I can do the go. podcast here. All right. Um, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some awesome bets. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58. But FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. So, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So, just visit fanduel.com slash lockdown, L O C K E D O N to sign up. I'll repeat it again that's fanduel.com slash lockdown, L O C K E D O N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner. Of the NFL. Um, Ulysses, can you reiterate the question regarding Kevin Cash and Green Skittles for me?
1: Would <laughs> where would you lean uh if I tell you, hey, he's going to sign an extension uh with the race before opening day 2020?
0: Before opening day, you cut off for a second. Before opening day 2024, opening day 2025.
1: 24. Let's make it harder.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being 100% that they get a deal done. I'll say six. Look, I haven't going had a, a lot of other like news or action or money being spent by the race. So maybe this is what they're saving up for. This is their grand to da.
1: Okay. This is not real, but I just, conspiracy theory. By the way, this is not real, but it's just a thought. Maybe there isn't going to be a deal because them have decided, let's figure out the big thing that's hanging over our heads right now. Mm -hmm. Like, let's figure that out first. Because that affects us, the front office, and that affects you, Kevin Cash. And Kevin Cash is saying, yeah, that affects me very much because I want to know what is going on there too. I want to know what I can look forward to, how the right. the team is going to be. So, conspiracy theory that's not that's not true at all. Maybe that's why there yeah. we won't see a, a deal being made before 2024 opening day.
0: And secretly as great as Wander was on the field, certainly created some headaches for Kevin Cash. Yeah, he things. did.
1: Remember the flip?
0: Oh, yeah, the flip. the flip, the flip and then Bad teammate. I mean, and I'm sure there's been other things that, you know, Randy Kevin fights. They reported, yeah, all that and more. Um, just think, like Kevin Cash at, you know, middle of the night waking up. What did Wander do? What do you get into now? Yeah, just saying. All right. Uh, next question. Steering off that, or the second part of Jonathan's question, transitioning into uh, a question from. I'm probably going to butcher this name. So please, uh, Ulysses, you might be able to lend a hand. Yeah. Uh, Sejan Mascar.
1: I would go Sejan.
0: Okay. Sejan Mascar.
1: Um, yeah, Mascar. Well, you okay, know what? So- maybe
0: he's a YouTube. maybe he was a YouTuber,
1: and maybe he can comment on. And if he's not, hit that like button, Sejan, and then yeah. comment on
0: if we butchered it or not. Please help me. I'm a gringo from the Midwest. What can I tell you? <laughs> Um, so, Jonathan, what he says about Siri is Jose Siri has played well in the Winter League with a 412 on base percentage, but with a 231 batting average. Do you think Siri will ever hit for a higher average? Is hitting for average still important? We'll transition that into Say John's question. Um, hey guys, I am writing to you because I wanted to know your thoughts on Siri's future as a Ray and where he will go next.
1: Well, uh, both of you, thank you so much for writing to us again. Uh, well, I think this is uh, Sajan's first time. Uh, hmm, Jose Siri. What's his future? Well, I think his future is pretty stable with the race. He is the center field uh, center fielder for the race. Uh, let me tackle each one. Awesome that he played in the winter league. I think, I I think that um, little by little, we're going to see a a more acceptance towards teams, quote unquote, letting uh, their players play more in the winter league because there used to be, I mean, from the, the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, really good quality players, Played in the Winter League, and, and, and people don't know this. You know, Willie Mays played in the Winter Leagues. Pete Rose played in the Venezuelan Winter League. Um, Barry Bonds played in the in the Venezuelan Winter League. Um, uh, Dave Parker played in the Venezuelan Winter League. Uh, Roy Halladay played in the Venezuelan Winter League. But as you can see, little by little, decade after decade, it became less and less um, of a thing. And right. now, with I think the impact that the world baseball classic has had in the last four six years you have seen a little bit of a of a rise into into guys playing in winter league and that's i think a really good thing because you keep them on the field competing in shape and a guy like siri i don't think that siri is a guy and kevin you can um (laughs) correct me if, if you have another um Perspective here, but I don't think Siri is the kind of guy that can just like stay still and chill for the like four months and just not. No, I think he
0: needs to be active doing something on the go.
1: Yeah, yeah all the time. And Isaac Perez is playing in the Mexican uh, uh Winter League and his team uh from Hermosillo. They actually won their league and they'll be and he'll be uh, representing his 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 team uh in um, the caribbean world series which will be hosted in Miami uh so I think this is great. Uh that's the first part. The second part is do you think uh Siri will ever hit for a higher average?
0: No. No. I mean his you're you should just pencil him in for two twenty 220 to two twenty seven. Which is fine because of all the power he brings, the base running acumen that he has, the Elite defense. Um, and look, we know that batting average has taken a back seat over the years to OPS, OPS plus, WRC plus on base percentage. That was that's really what has me smiling is the 12 on base percentage. I was really never, I never really have or had an issue with Jose series batting average. It was the fact that he had a 267 on base percentage this past year. And struck out 36% of the time.
1: Wait, That's are you actually is. are you actually over
0: uh reacting right now or are you reading his actual on- his actual on-base percentage and strikeout rate his strikeout rate was 35.7%. 35. 35. 35. Yeah. It was first percentile on Savant. So
1: 35% he bases, strikeout rate. He
0: swings and misses, he strikes out a lot and he doesn't walk.
1: Thirty-five uh, percent uh, strikeout rate, and you said his on base was uh, again. Repeat two sixty-seven this past. <sighs> Boys, boy, with that speed, no, that can't happen. I'm sorry, you. That's why you work it in the in the in the winter league. That's why you go. Hey, you've got homework, son, because you were awesome, but you can be better. We can, we can. You haven't even touched or smelled your ceiling. Jose Siri's ceiling hasn't even been written yet uh this guy could be so 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 good uh with that speed on the bases the problem is he's never on base yeah. and
0: and when he is on base it's probably already second base uh so and interestingly his expected batting average is like 260 something which i think the average expecting batting average is 300 on balls and play or his betting average on balls in play, I should say. I, I kind of got right. that mixed up. Okay. But he – you would think based on the type of athlete that he is that when he puts the ball in play that he would be on base a little bit more often, but that's not the case. Maybe he is just going for broken and, and swinging and launching balls and you know a lot of them fall at the warning track or whatnot.
1: I would like to see the the breakout between singles and doubles. Yeah. But, it would be really interesting. Yes. Um, last thing, his question, um, is hitting for average still important? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is important, at least to me. I know for you, Kevin, that it is as well. The thing is, we have switched perspectives. It used to be incredibly important, if not the most important. What's his batting average? Right. right. So that's no longer the case, and it should never have been the case. But to go from, hey, this was the most important stat to, oh, that doesn't even matter. That's baloney. Do not listen to people that say the batting average is not important. They are wrong. Of course it's important. It's just not the whole picture. It's like if you're building a a dish, a dinner uh, for somebody, and then you're just like, Here's a chicken. It's real nice chicken. Like you're not only gonna serve the chicken. Yeah, it's the protein. It's really delicious. You seasoned it really nicely, right? You put a little bit of olive, a little pepper, maybe uh, some oregano. Fine, but you know, give me some science. Where's the salad? Where? Where? Where's the you know the the, the greens? Where's the the mashed potatoes? You know, mm-hmm. you gotta give me everything. And so that's the thing with batting average. Of course, it's important. It's just not the the most important thing.
0: And we have to look at batting average in a different realm of what is the average batting average. Because 15, 20 years ago, you would have said, or that would have been, you know, 265, 270. Now it's 240, 245, 248. It's starting to elevate again based on the... Uh, Hitter friendly rules changes. Uh, last year was actually 248. Before that, it was 243, 244, 245. Um, so it's not like Jose Siri is so far below the metric. And again, if he was, if we're talking about a guy who had a, you take what Jose Siri did last season, slap a 260 batting average in a 330 on-base percentage. He might be getting MVP votes. (laughs) Yeah. He had 25 home runs in 101 games. Not even mentioning anything about his defense. Just center fielders don't have that type of pop. That does not grow on trees from that up-the-middle position.
1: Yes or no question, because I know we're running long. Is the power real? I think so. If he hits... if If he plays more than 120 games... Does he get 30 home runs?
0: I don't know if I want to go that for, far, but I would just say that if he played a relative full season of 140 games, mm-hmm. I'm expecting 25 home runs at least.
1: Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. So I'll just put that out there. Um, and then to uh, uh, the, the, help me with the name here. So John, uh, say John, so John, so John, yeah. Okay. So John, um, to his question and point, look, I I don't think there's any trouble or, or issue with Jose Siri being on the Rays for the next several years. He had arbitration eligible in 2025. He won't be a free agent until 2028. Not a lot of prospect competition for Jose Siri. I mean, there's a lot of infield prospects, but outfield prospects. I
1: don't know. I
0: mean, I mean think about this. They're not going to keep Randy forever.
1: They're not gonna so somebody's
0: got to slot into That's right. where, look, you, you need more than two, three, four outfielders. So I think yeah. Siri is going to be okay. And then you look beyond that. Um, I mean, all due respect to uh, Tristan Peters and Cam Meisner and Jake Bingham and Nico Holsizer and Ruben Cardenas. I think, you know, Siri... He I don't want to say he's the center fielder of the future, but I think he's the center fu- center fielder of the the present and short term future, future next yeah, so the next couple of years I could see. But as far as um, you know, a trade possibility, the Mariners, because they're always looking to trade with the Rays, the Dodgers, because they're always looking to trade with the Rays, and the Peter Bendix led. Marlins, who will be looking to trade with the Rays a lot. So, probably Black. one of those teams would wind up with Jose Siri at some point.
1: Last question before trivia. Is Jose Siri going to starting starting 2024, not counting 2023, is okay. Jose Siri going to be the center fielder with most games at center field for the rest of the Tropicana field lease? Which so ends after the, the 2027
0: 20, season? the Rays, season. but just From 2024
1: until 2027 closure. Yes. Is Jose Siri going to be the number one at games appeared as a center fielder?
0: Yes. I will say yes. Okay. Where are you at? Agreed. Okay. Cool. (laughs) All right. uh, Baseball trivia name that war. Uh, Funny enough, my baseball trivia question revolves around center fielders. Funny how that works out. Um. My list is relatively lengthy. I have not even counted them up yet. Uh, just as a little teaser here, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 names, 14 individuals, 14 center fielders okay. who have hit at least 350 homers in their career. I want you to name five of these 14 center fielders.
1: How many games is a center fielder? Should they have played
0: to get? I do not have that list in front of them, or I do not have that metric in front okay. of me, Okay. but I will tell you that baseball reference. The lowest one is like 1500 games a lot of them are 2,000 2,500 in that realm
1: fair and the 1,500 games uh it usually is like around nine seasons that's yeah. that's a pretty good uh size so let's go with the uh, obvious willie mace
0: number one on this list
1: let's goes. go with uh number two uh KGJ, for those uh, kids at home that don't know who that is, it's Ken Griffey Jr.
0: That would be correct, he's number two on this list with 630, May is 660.
1: I wanna go Dark Horse here just because I'm feeling fancy after two in a row. Does Mike Trout have enough?
0: Let's go New Jersey. Mike Trout was the man who got 361 homers in 1,489 games, he is on this list.
1: Okay. Okay, we're doing good, folks. We're yeah, doing good, really good. All right, no strikes yet. Now we're gonna go center field. Who is big in center field? Let's let's talk it out, people. Uh, ooh, Kevin
0: Kiermaier is not on this list because <laughs> it's not um, games missed. It's it's home runs.
1: Ooh, shade. Um, he might be on this
0: list for games missed <laughs> if it was like. I mean, just add him up.
1: Well, you know what? Now Kevin Kiermaier is never going to be on this pod.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, now he'll be on the Lockdown Blue Jays. He likes uh, he likes that shade of blue. He
1: okay. likes the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's go with. Let's go with um uh, Carlos Beltran.
0: He is number one, two, three, four, five on this list with 435. Need one more name.
1: One more name, people. Come on, everybody, settle down. Stop yelling at me. Stop writing snarky comments on YouTube. But do hit that like and subscribe button, please. Okay, center field. Center field. What are we missing here, folks? Let's go. Let's go by team. So, oh, did Mickey Mantle always play right field, or did he play center? Shenanigans. I'm blanking. But you know what? I mean, we've got enough. Mickey Mantle.
0: Mickey Mantle, number three on this list with 536. Very good. Oh, nice. That was a perfect game you Let's launched go. there. Let's go. Uh, all right. Running through all these names, we have Mays, Griffey, Mantle, Andre Dawson, mm. Carlos Beltran, Andrew Jones, Duke Snyder, Dale Murphy, jim edmonds Mm. how did he not get more hall of fame votes (sighs) anyway uh mike trout joe dimaggio tory hunter ellis burks chili davis
1: very nice i think i would have gotten uh, andrew jones uh yeah you know with two strikes i would have protected and gone like okay come on and then andrew jones would have popped up yeah nice no very good very cool. Very cool. Well, guess what? Mine is not. M- name that war, which, by the way, if you've never watched the show or segment before, name that war is when we take a player from the past and then we try using only our baseball archive mind to guess that, that player's war, mm-hmm. according to baseball reference. And today we have Venezuelan bump. Alcides will see Escobar. Oh, what man. is his? career war, according to baseball reference.
0: Escobar. yeah, He's no longer active, correct?
1: His last season was 2022.
0: Oh, Alcides Escobar probably played at least a decade in the bigs. <sighs> I don't think, no, he never made an all-star appearance. Did he win a gold glove? Maybe. Hmm. I'm envisioning a line the average Escobar season was like 240 batting average with 11 home runs. I don't have much on Alcide's Escobar and I'm guessing he played for maybe a handful of teams here and there um I I don't know whether to go I'm kind of hovering the the plank of single digits or double digits. So I'll just say 10. 10 career war for Alcides Escobar. Holy bleep. Did you cheat? I did not cheat. I promise. I've, I don't have much on Alcides Escobar.
1: Alcides, a one-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glover, a 2015 World Series winner, an ALCSM mother bleeping P, a career slashing of 258, 295, 345, an OPS plus of 74, a grand total of 45 home runs. Let's get guess what? That doesn't matter when you have a ring that shiny. 10 war exactly, very well played, Kevin Weiss.
0: That might be a first, Frank. That was pretty good. Uh, I struck out on the All-Star Gold Glove, although I was kind of guessing one at the most for those. Um, I forgot he played so many years in a Royals uniform. I think one thing that really helped him, he posted. There are a lot of years where he was giving you 162, 158. I mean, three years where he played every single game. That doesn't happen anymore.
1: I mean, post, post, post. Love that. Just for Love that,
0: it. you you earned your, your 10 WAR, whatever the numbers say. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.